Hey, everybody. Just give it a few more minutes to let people join before we kick things off. Hey guys, can you can you hear me okay? Yes, sir. I think um, has Gorkal requested to speak? I think Abdul will be speaking from the Gorkal account. Okay, no, I've just invited them to speak, so you guys can now accept that. that. Fred, I've also made you a speaker, just in case. Hey guys, how's it going? Pretty good. How about yourself? Pretty good. Pretty good. Awesome. You can hear me well? Yeah, loud and clear. Nice. All right, shall we get going? Yeah, happy to get started. Okay. Imagine, do you want to take us, take it away? Yeah, sure. So, but that had some issues with the mic. So, um, yeah. I guess hope um, all of you doing well. I think uh, we can get started now. So 
Yeah, I think uh, so how the AMA is going to go down is um, Gorkal is going to ask us um, some questions. Um, if anyone from the audience also wants to add on, feel free to raise your hand and we'll invite you up on stage to speak. Um, but um, yeah, I think uh, Ahmed, uh, you can uh, you can get it started. Yeah, abs absolutely. So, uh, no, we're, we're really excited to be collaborating with uh, Tokenomics DAO. Um, maybe we can just start with some background on on both our organizations. Um, so obviously, Goracle decentralized blockchain oracle, uh, and the Goracle token is essential to our proof of stake mechanism, right? So, you know, we actually fork a lot of Algorand's code, where our, you know, every round where people request data, there's a committee that's randomly selected, and that committee randomly gets a, a number of votes. And so our token is is absolutely crucial to the functioning of our proof of stake network. Uh, and so definitely we needed multiple tokenomics audits. Um, so so yeah, maybe we can get some background on tokenomics DAO and how you approach the design of tokens. Yeah, thanks for that. Um, I guess we're we're a community of people interested in tokenomics, as the name implies. Been around for a couple of years, and um, have been focusing on uh, content creation. Uh, we built some tools to help people in this space understand tokenomics, and then, of course, we also offer um, services uh, from from our contributors. I guess right, and uh, along that way right like it, it kind of started with writing articles so we did these um, deep dive articles on various different protocols so you pick a protocol and just try to explain in, in simple simple terms to people how the the token flows within the ecosystem describing the ecosystem with that as well and um, during that we, we of course then had a lot of requests from people wanting us to support them designing their own token right and then so we developed kind of a framework um, that came from us doing that a bunch of times. And uh, initially, we called that the tokenomics design framework. That's been around for about a year now. It's a Figma template that people can use. And um, yeah, just now we've updated that to, it's called the tokenomics design space. Um, it, you can find that on our, on our website. And yeah, w when designing a token, we split that into a couple of phases, um, research, design, and review um, is, is how we break it down. First of all, we, we really try to like not start from the token, right? We, we want to start with what the, the, the project does, um, what problem they're solving, and what people are involved in this whole thing, right? So we like to draw out like, who the stakeholders are and how they are involved in the solving of that problem, because ultimately that's what it, what's any or what most projects do, right? They solve a problem to someone, and there's an economic need um, that is fulfilled. And uh, yeah, we, we kind of try and map that out um, with this it, when we design a token, right? Map that all out, and, and then what often then becomes clear who we want to incentivize, like who we want to give tokens to, right? Like that's what the token ultimately is is used for. You want to incentivize someone to do something, and Ideally, what you incentivize them to do 
adds value to your project. So that's really at the core of the whole um, design process, right? So we start with that, we go through that, um, and uh, yeah, then we, we kind of dive into the supply. So this stuff that most people are familiar with, um, this supply chart, you know, the, pie, the, the famous pie chart and the allocations, uh, sorry, the allocation, the vesting chart for, for emissions, um, that really comes more towards the end of what we're doing, right? So we'll get into that once we have figured all these things out. Because then we can, uh, once we get the supply, we can sort of figure out who are our internal um, stakeholders. That might be um, our team, investors that we that we give tokens to. Um, of course, there's something we get from that, right? We get like labor hours or we get capital. And then external, that could be our treasury or incentives that we give to, um, yeah, some sort of some sort of group that we want to do something like liquidity providers, for instance, right? And then, yeah, part of that design process is then, and and many people forget that, right? Is to also look into into um, demand, right? Obviously, we want to think about who's going to buy that, buy all these tokens that we're going to put out. So in the emissions, obviously, that's how we're like over time how we're going to release these tokens onto the market, and on the demand side, yeah, we want to find out what are the utilities of the token, right? Is there maybe some membership involved or some network fee, like here in this case of Goracle, right? Um, or is is there maybe some other mechanism that involves staking uh, that that will or might create demand for the token? And is there maybe even a, a possibility to to quantify that, right? Can we quantify that demand and plot it against the the supply so we get some ideas? Of course, like this is a, there's a lot of guessing involved here, and our idea is not to predict the future because yeah we we just can't do that, at least not here at Tokenomics DAO. But we, what we can do is we can try and find blank spots. Like, have we missed anything in our considerations? Right? Is there anything that we have to um, have to think through in terms of putting out these tokens and nobody buying them? Yeah, and then we go about and comparing both supply and demand, see how that that pans out. We turn it into a nice unified format, and uh, yeah, that's typically what for us token design involves, right? And then with that end result, someone can go and and take that to, uh, yeah, a, to a token engineer that could then go and hammer that into a smart contract, all that logic, and um, ultimately launch a token. Yeah, that's that's pretty exciting, and you know, um, I've been following your your work through the. Uh, newsletter, the tokenomics newsletter, for quite some time. How how can people new to this topic get involved? Like people want to learn more about tokenomics and things like that. Yeah, um, we've seen a, a really big inflow of that of people interested in tokenomics. Of course, tokenomics has become a yeah of pretty much I don't I wouldn't say a hype topic, but people have have become a lot more interested in this over the t over time, and so. We've got um, we've got a, a pretty open community on Discord. We've developed this system where uh, people who are interested in in learning they can. We've got an education course. Uh, we've got a lot of other free content out there on YouTube. We publish content regularly, and we have our articles that we um, that we do that that deep dive into tokenomics. So yeah, my best bet would be do this intro to tokenomics course that we have, and. Um, if you really want to get involved in in helping out our community, then that's something. Uh, yeah, I guess 
you could join. And we have this proof of work concept where anybody who, who wants to get involved and uh, maybe do like get involved in consulting or writing articles or help us out building the tools and 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 providing advice to other projects. That uh, yeah, you you write an article and you show us that you, that you basically can can do and understand can understand tokens, and then um, yeah, you just become part of the community, get involved, be active. That's usually how how stuff works. Oh, yeah, guys, I don't know what's uh, sorry. what's happening. You guys are on yeah, mute. Yeah, sorry, I was, <laughs> I was on mute. Yeah, no, I was oh, just kind of looking at the website you guys have done. Tokenomics reviews for Aave, Brave, Dogecoin, DYDX, Helium, quite a lot of different projects. Um, how do you how do you analyze their tokenomics? Is there like a set set uh, path or? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We we've got this um, token strength model that we've that we've come up with and i guess this is this has been our way uh, you can always find a long form version of that in our articles that we go into a lot of depth and describe um these token strengths in uh yeah more detail but if you go to tokenomicshub.xyz uh, you can see all these protocols that our community members have analyzed and that um, also includes audits of protocols that we've done. And the token strength includes stuff like the utility, right? So go, go through what the utility of the, pro- of, of the token is, describe it. Um, yeah, give it some thoughts on how that adds value to the overall system, right? That's our, I think that's really what, you, what is unique to tokenomics DAO is this, this value flow that we go through, right? So we'll, we'll think about that, we'll think about well, obviously, we'll, ha- we'll have to start with the business model. So we'll look at that. How does the protocol um, intend, to, intend to make money, intend to run, intend to feed back to the community or to give back, right? What is, what is that that they're doing? So we'll, we'll dissect that, find that out. Um, that ties into the, to the, to the value creation. How does, how does that happen? How do different ecosystem participants, um, uh, yeah, link to that? And... You know, like pretty much like it's similar to the approach to how designing a token. Um, and yeah, that's ultimately the thing. Like if it's well designed, then um, somebody who's going to analyze it should see that. And uh, yeah, so we'll go through these things like the how, how does it how does the, the token or the ecosystem create value and and then try to also elaborate how it captures that value. Right. So in the, there's this like everybody talks about that. Uniswap example, right, where uh, they create a lot of value by uh, offering a decentralized exchange, but they, to some degree, don't or fail, maybe not fail, but like they're not ideally capturing that, or capturing that value in an ideal way. They're not able to fully get that back into the token um, because they don't have that, that fee share enabled right so we'll look into that because that is for us when designing a token and when analyzing a token that's a really uh yeah a really 
good thing to have with the token. Um, it helps with the, with the token performance if you have something that, that does that. And ultimately that results in sort of finding out what is it that creates demand, right? So there could be something that, like a lockup mechanism that they've, that a protocol has built like VE um, and, and, and that can help to, um, yeah, find out where demand could come from and, and have these demand statistics. So yeah, that's sort of the, the pattern we use to analyze protocols. And you can find that on um, tokenomicshub.xyz. And there's a bunch of protocols listed there. Yeah, no, that's that's super cool. And, um, you know, I know you guys have a ton of questions for us and we're going to talk about, you know, your deep dive in, in, on our token uh, in a moment. So before I just quickly switch gears, just wanted to know what kind of services you guys provide. Obviously, you guys did the audit for us, which is kind of like a final stage. Um, but you guys are a tokenomics DAO, so you have tons of experts all working together. What other services do you provide for projects? Um, yeah, we've, we, we offer like these full-on designs. Um, we offer, like, we, can, we kind of see it as this... Um, we built the tools for protocols to DIY, right? So we've got this tokenomics design space. You can head in there. And even though if like, if you don't know anything about this whole thing, um, we've got the education course that gets you started. The tokenomics design space is like step-by-step -step thing that takes you through the whole design of a token. And it should get you to a pretty good outcome, even if you're a complete noob. And um, then around that, we have a, a bunch of services. So if, you, if you've designed your token and you think it's pretty cool, uh, but you want a, a pair of a pair of eyes from a professional to look over it, yeah, then we kind of we, we can help you out there. Get someone from the community who is familiar with uh the the yeah, the the ecosystem that or the, the type of protocol token that you've designed and they can then look into and then yeah of course we offer the, the complete design of a token. We have education courses, we have the content where we analyze stuff and uh yeah, I think that wraps up sort of what we what we have and what we offer um, to to people who are interested in tokenomics. Yeah. Yeah, I just wanted to add on to that real quick. So um, a lot of stuff that was mentioned, like the Substack, the tokenomics hub, the intro to tokenomics course, right? I linked all of that in the comment section of the AMA. So it's all in one place if you guys want to check it out. Also, we did a um, report, a tokenomics hub report for Goracle 2, right? So if you head over to the tokenomics hub.xyz website, um, yeah, you'll find it there. Yeah. We've also got a question from someone uh, written, and it's, uh, what is your priority focus plan for next month as you want to support the community? I guess something we really want to... Um, do is to have an education course that's specifically built for not intro to tokenomics, but like how to design a token that goes more into that and, and goes along that tokenomics design space. So I think that's something we want to um, get out in the next, next month or two um, to really help people uh, yeah, DIY their tokenomics a bit more. That's super exciting. Yeah. So as uh, Ahmed said, you know, I think we should switch gears, you know, we're equally as passionate about what um, <coughs> what um, Goracle is doing. So yeah, we'd love to 
to know the project better and yeah maybe everyone in the audience would also learn something new about Gorkhal so yeah um getting started um so i guess um i guess you could maybe start out with uh, you already gave us an intro to Gorkhal so could you tell us a little bit about um, the oracle problem and i guess what Gorkhal is doing to uh, mitigate it yeah absolutely so uh the oracle problem is 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 pretty straightforward how do you get data that never started on a blockchain that comes from outside of the blockchain onto the blockchain um and you know it's it's simple to get data onto the blockchain you know you can write a code in 5 minutes to do it uh, but the whole reason blockchains are secure is because uh whatever happens on a blockchain is chained every block so you can look back to the genesis and you know where every transaction came from you can follow the entire chain uh to know from beginning to end but the moment you introduce an outside value so you say the price of algos for example is this in us dollars now any action that a smart contract takes with that piece of information is coming from you know a different world and it just has to trust it right uh, and that that problem results in a vulnerability because the moment a transaction is final on a blockchain it's irreversible uh, and so how do you make sure 100% that this value came from who it came from right you can make sure a transaction came because you know it's signed by this person cryptographically um but you don't know where the price of the US dollar came from and really that's that's the oracle problem and uh and it's such a hard problem that when you look at like how many layer ones are there today there's tons you look at how many defi applications there are but when you look at how many oracles there are you can count it on one hand how many high quality oracles is it's less than 10 uh and so so that's that's what we've we've set out to solve and um we're trying to mitigate that so when you look at the blockchain a lot of people call it trustless but really it's not trustless it's just trust minimized cuz you don't have to trust one person you have to trust that thousands or hundreds of thousands of people are keeping the same copy of that ledger and when you have so many people with the same copy of a ledger you you really don't have to trust a single entity because now that trust is distributed among so many people if a couple of people lie it doesn't matter uh, and that's kind of what goracle does right we have this node network which you know in testnet we got uh, up to like almost 10,000 people running nodes uh and those nodes fetch data from various different data providers uh which aggregate data from different sources and so we're kind of building the same model when you distribute trust among so many nodes and so many data providers that's how we're mimicking the traits of a blockchain yeah for sure i think problem goracle stands solved you know it's there's definitely a problem there and you know getting real world data onto the blockchain you know uh, opens up so many use cases so i mean now talking about the network um so the gora token um powers it you know the crypto economic security of the network is provided uh, by the gora token so it's obviously very important that your tokenomics are sound and the best that they can be so now um i guess when it comes to your tokenomics which aspects uh, did you 
prioritize like um, maybe maybe sound supply incentive mechanisms and other stuff. Um, could you maybe talk about your design choice behind your tokenomics decisions? Maybe you could even touch on what Goracle is doing differently compared to some of its competitors. Yeah, absolutely. So when it comes to which aspect we prioritize, it has to be the supply, right? The circulating supply, the own supply and things like that and, and, and how the token vests. Uh, when you look at Goracle is a business-to-business, right? Um, you have customers who are calling data or who are running off-chain computation. If you have five or ten applications using this network, um, they pay fees for every call. And the bigger these applications get, um, the more fees they pay. Uh, and that is distributed to people who are running nodes or who are delegating their token to node runners. So the incentive mechanism is, is there. Um, but because it's a proof of stake, a pure proof of stake, you know, how, mu- how much, whether you're selected into a committee, how much votes you get to affect what's written to the chain um, is, is based on how much stake you have. So the larger your stake, the more likely you are to be chosen to get the data as part of that next committee. And to attack the system, you would have to have 60 to 66% of the total supply, and you'd be able to consistently drain any uh, or put whatever data you want on chain, and then you can use that to drain it. So that supply simply cannot, um, it, it should not be able to fall into the hands of, a, of an attacker. Uh, and so a lot of our focus has been how do we uh, make sure that the circulating supply of the token uh, or the distribution of the token especially makes sense in not just the short term, but in the long term as well. Yeah. Makes uh, makes complete sense. So, um, I guess uh, while we're on the topic of tokenomics, so I guess um, what made you guys kind of reach out to us? Why and I guess why do you think it was important for the Gora token uh, to undergo a comprehensive tokenomics audit? Yeah, just just exactly for that reason, right? Um, when projects are trusting their entire architecture and their entire um, you know, value system and on Oracle, uh, that Oracle has to be higher security. Like it has to be the same or higher as the blockchain it's built on. Uh, and, and different Oracles do it differently, right? You know, you have Chainlink and they, they kind of do it by being almost permissioned. They pick who the node runners are, right? Um, and so they, that's how they solve it. But if we're going to be completely permissionless, anybody can join the network. We have to solve it in a unique way. Um, and so the way we did it, you know, using this pure proof of stake where anybody can join, but at the same time, you don't know what committee you're part of, you don't know how many votes you get. Uh, we wanted to make sure it's solid. And we started our first design with Bright da- uh, sorry, Bright Node. Uh, we hired Tesseract Academy for a review of our initial design. You know, we have some mathematicians and statisticians in-house. We ran thousands and thousands of simulation over the last year and a half as we were building this out. Um, and, and we finalized our tokenomics a few months ago. And you know, we're, we're big fans of tokenomics now. We're, we're subscribers to, to the newsletter. We read all the reviews you do. And we, we just wanted to do one final sanity check where you have, you know, uh, an organization who's done audits and who's done reviews of so many different tokenomics just come in and take one more look and see 
can they find holes? Uh, what are the different areas where you know that might have been overlooked? And I think that that's really important to to try to make sure that in the long term uh, we've designed the tokenomics well. Yeah, for sure, that makes complete sense. So while we're on the discussion of the audit, were there any valuable insights that you guys took from us? And if there were, could you tell us uh, about them and what changes might be made to your tokenomics and uh, the extension network to maybe reflect these uh, insights? The biggest one was allowing protocols not to only have to pay in the Gora token. So you have the Gora token, obviously, it's essential for staking. And one of the things was also paying for data services. Uh, but you made some great points in whitelisting different tokens that people can pay in. People can pay in stable coins, uh, different, any, anything that's approved. And, uh, you know, you guys had some, you know, ideas around making it DAO-based. So if the DAO allows a certain token to be used, and essentially that, that those payments go to the node runners anyways. And, you know, one thing that would do is help reduce, you know, sell pressure because when, when these customers are paying in Gora, those payments get reduced to different, uh, get exchanged into different, um, to different currencies. But by having various different fees where people can pay in, um, this allows protocols to still hey, get US dollars or get whatever Bitcoin or Ethereum that customers would like to pay in or their own projects token if it's big enough, um, reduces sell pressure and then providing discounts. So if you do pay in the Gora token, maybe you get a 5 or 10% discount on the data. Uh, and I think it's a great idea because not only is it um, going to help with, with the sell pressure and things like that, but it will also open up a wider range of use cases. So customers who want to use their own token, if it's stable and if it's whitelisted, they can use their own token or they can use a common token. Yeah, completely agree, you know. Um, I mean, that's exactly how we were looking at it. And um, yeah, thanks for that. So moving on. Um, so do you think the blockchain trilemma where, when, you know, blockchains choose between decentralization, security, and throughput, uh, applies to an Oracle such as yours? And I mean, if it does, you know, how does Goracle and its underlying technology go about solving this problem or making the most optimal trade-offs, um, for the network? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. There, that trade-off exists. So, uh, I'll give some examples, right? Um, there is like, you, you know, I'll be specific here. So there's Yuma, right? It's a, what's called an optimistic oracle uh, or tellers, optimistic. And what happens is the data gets put on chain and it's extremely decentralized uh, and it's very secure, but you have to wait until the data is agreed on because there's a dispute period uh, and they call it optimistic, Right. So it's it's you kind of have to wait before the data is good enough to be used because it might be disputed, um, and that trade off is speed. You cannot have super fast data because you kind of have to wait until the data has been proven to be true. Um, you have permissionless, so Chainlink they choose who the node operators are, uh, right? So that the level of decentralization is very low. 
they control the supply of link token. You know, they they pay the node operators themselves, um, and, and and that's you know fairly centralized, uh, right? So that that trilemma definitely exists, and it's maybe even uh, more exacerbated with oracles. Um, we solve that by using so. There's a guy, his name is Silvio Macali, who kind of invented Algorand, but he also uh, is the father of like zero knowledge proofs and things like that. And we solve it by using his protocols and the way he solves uh, the trilemma for Algorand, right? And the way they do it is, you know, they have any number of node runners, you know, anybody can become a Goracle node runner by staking the Gora token. And you never know if you'll be part of the block that's requested to get data. And it uses something called the cryptographic sortition protocol, where in, in, in you know, really quick, you'll know, you can run some verifiable random function and you'll know, okay, I'm selected to be part of this committee or not. So until the data is requested and until the time comes to get the data, nobody knows who's part of the committee. Uh, and they self-select themselves. So when you self-select yourself to be part of that committee, um, you know you just run your own, and everybody can verify that you're part of the committee because they can do the math. Uh, so once you're selected to be part of the committee, so let's say Goracle has 5,000 people running nodes, maybe 100 or 200 of them are selected to be part of the committee. Now, these people who are part of the committee get a random number of votes, so they don't even know how many votes they get. You could have 100 votes, you could have one. Uh, and each vote is, you know, um, you need 67% of the vote to be on the affirmative side. Like, hey, yes, that is the price of Bitcoin um, for that vote to pass. So not only do you know, know whether you'll be part of the committee, but you don't even know how many votes you'll get. So no, nobody can influence. Even if you're a whale and you get selected to be a part of the committee, you won't get uh, the amount of votes equal to your token. Uh, and all that happens so quickly, right? Within the space of um, a block, and uh, we, 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 you know, we just took that code and we used it inside of our Oracle. So in a way, you know, we're we're really just piggybacking off the genius of, of Silvio in our our network. And that's, you know, in in testnet we had, um, like I mentioned earlier, almost ten thousand node runners, while we put through almost two million requests for data. And we were able to see, like, yeah, that works as advertised. And, and really, it's just kind of leaning on uh, the really underrated technology of, of Silvio and, and Algorand. Yeah, man, all this um, technology is definitely very exciting. And the ingenuity of Silvio Micali you know, has definitely been embodied clearly in, on the network, Goracle network. So um, one more thing, actually, I wanted to add on, you know, when it comes to Chainlink, you know, Chainlink is often hailed as, you know, the um, father of uh, decentralized oracles. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, the entire oracle is completely, uh, sorry, Chainlink is completely controlled by a four, on, four of nine multi-sig. So data manipulation, I mean, anything basically can happen. Um, based on the actions of that multi-six. I think that's one more thing that, you know, listeners should be aware of, you know, your favorite uh, lending markets, favorite DeFi protocols, right? They're all really, uh, really, really vulnerable to this multi-sig. And um, yeah, I think 
solutions like Goracle that are really decentralized, you know, really needed. Uh, so moving on, um, what what are you looking forward to on the Goracle roadmap and, um, and why are you looking forward to it? Yeah, for, I mean, first and foremost, we're looking forward to going live. Uh, July 5th is the uh, official launch date, barring any kind of setbacks. Uh, and we're, we're really excited about it because we've been developing this since late 2021, right? And, um, you know, it's, it's exciting because at the same time, you know, it's a lot of customers have been waiting for it. And so just getting it out there, getting people using it in production, it's going to be, I think, a big, uh, big milestone for us to get it live. Um, and then, you know, we, we, we get a lot of messages from other applications, whether they're on Arbitrum, Polygon, Cosmos, uh, a lot of, a lot of protocols. Cause you know, one thing I think, you know, I've talked about a lot is we were actually building a sports app when we decided to pivot to this Oracle and this, so this Oracle is really designed with sports data in mind. Uh, and so I think one thing we, we do really good compared to any other Oracle, like no Oracle provides sports data like we do. Uh, and so, you know, a lot of projects like there's a Polygon project called Kicks, which is we're working with to develop um, our Oracle our, and bring that technology to to Polygon so they can start using it. Uh, so we're, we're very excited to start going multi-chain and, you know, get the product. So because Goracle is actually a network that interfaces onto Algorand, we're, we're not quite a blockchain, but we're similar to it. Um, and our smart contracts on Algorand allow people to make requests and response. So we just need to copy those smart contracts onto any other protocol. So if you want to go on Polygon or you want to go on Cosmos, we just need to write the smart contracts that make the requests and responses on those networks, and then they can use the Goracle node network. Um, the node network itself is, is almost like a layer three type thing where it sits on top of uh, whatever you want to connect it to. So being able to build those interfaces to all these other chains uh, is going to be pretty exciting. Yeah, definitely. I mean, sports data on the blockchain, you know, uh, don't see too many, don't see any actually Oracle providers doing that. So um, speaking more of the future, you know, do you mind telling us a little more about the forthcoming IDO for the Gora token? And maybe also why viewers should be looking forward to it. Yeah. So, as mentioned, right, um, the Gora token is crucial for running nodes. Um, and when you run a node, essentially, what you're doing is, if somebody requests data, you get that data for them. If somebody wants some computation to be run, you can run that computation for them. And so the token directly allows individuals to run the software that powers the network. And the more node runners that we have, the bigger, like the more customers we can use that can use us, uh, the higher the throughput, the more we can scale, right? And so this token really allows um, our network to grow, not just on our grab, but as we, as we go bigger and bigger. And it, ideally, we want to start off with 10 customers using our Oracle by the end of this year and double that for every year for the next five years. And to do that, we're going to need node runners or uh, you can even delegate your token. So this is, I think, a great chance for whoever thinks, you know, oracles are going to be important in the future of Web3 um, to be able to help us to run nodes and, and to grow this network. Uh, and, and you know, you guys 
did the audit of our tokenomics, you see how we're hoping that the value of this network is captured by uh, the people who are running nodes or the people who are providing data to it. Yeah, definitely. And to add on to that, you know, people um, people participating in the IDO, you know, if you don't have enough tokens to run a node, you know, you can always delegate them, earn some nice consumer fees and rewards from the protocol. Um, and uh, is there anything else people can do with their Gora tokens after the IDO? Yeah, so for anybody that doesn't know, you can actually open up our testnet app and run a lot of incentivized tasks. So one of the things on our site is the DAO portal where you can suggest proposals and vote on proposals. Uh, so we are pretty decentralized and uh, the direction of Coracle is pretty much decided on the DAO portal. And, and if anybody goes there, they can see there's, uh, I think, 17 proposals that are, are suggestions that are waiting to become actual proposals to be voted on. Uh, and, and this is a really nice way where people who are holding the Gora token can uh, decide the direction that it's going to head in. Uh, and of course, if you're building an application on Goracle, um, you can use that token to get discounts on running computations or calling data. That sounds, sounds awesome, you know, um, having, the, having a say over where the network goes next and getting paid to do that, you know, <laughs> sounds great for sure. And uh, when when is the IDO for the Gore token and where can people participate in it? Yeah, so it's happening this Wednesday on TokenSoft um, and, you know, and uh, pools. A lot of people are wondering, you know, why, why not on Algorand? Um, this is a really great way to you know, bring it on these larger launch pads to the broader community. Uh, and I think over 70, 80% of the uh, community is actually new to Algorand. And, you know, this is a great way to, to grow the user base and to grow the customer base and uh, uh, token soft and pools. You know, if you follow us on Twitter, I don't think you can miss the announcements. Yeah, definitely. And um, I think we have some time actually for um, viewer questions. Um, are you okay with answering some questions from the audience? Yeah, yeah. Any questions, bring them on. I think, uh, Flo, um, I think you need to, if anyone, anyone's. Uh, I think just requesting to speak, I think you can grant them access because you're the host, yeah. Yeah, man, I'm trying to find out who raised their hand. Did you see anybody in specific? I think, uh, I think that request to speak so i don't think uh, i don't think i'd see the request but yeah if, uh, anyone's there you know let's bring them on i'm sure i'm sure a lot of you would have some great questions sure you get to ask um you get to ask orca maybe if if while we wait i can ask you a question so 
So Imaginal, I mean, you were the one doing our tokenomics review. You spent, you know, a lot of time in the last uh, weeks uh, diving deep. Was there anything that stood out to you uh, about our tokenomics or anything, you know, um, that you want to kind of touch on? Yeah, I mean, definitely put a lot of time into this and um, definitely, definitely do like um, what Goracal is doing. You know, I definitely think that um, that it's a very niche market, of course, on Algrand, you know, but the problem and the opportunity to create value for the network is definitely there. And I definitely like that, you know, the tokenomics were designed, right, having very long-term horizon in mind you know um so i definitely think that's great for the longevity and the extension security of the network so i think that's one thing that really stood out you know the the team behind Goracle, you know clearly clearly is thinking for the long term you know and are not looking to make a quick buck out of it so i think uh, i think that's definitely one thing that uh, stood out while i was doing the review Awesome, thank you. Yeah, so if anyone has uh, any questions, feel free to request to speak. If you don't, you know, I think uh, maybe we ended up covering everything. I think that's uh sounds like that's everything everyone's questions answered then. That's Which is great. This, yeah, so that's good. Cool. We've got a recording, so um we're gonna publish that. Uh for everybody to share, listen again for those that couldn't make it. And if you have any questions, um yeah, feel free to reach out to any any of us on Twitter or Discord, or other channels. Yeah, definitely. Make sure make sure to check out our social platforms linked in the description and make sure to check out um, Goracle. You know, definitely keep an eye out on the IDO, which is on Wednesday. And yeah, if you guys aren't familiar with Goracle, you know, I definitely encourage you guys to look at their documentation, kind of get an understanding for what Goracle is trying to do and what... Uh, I guess the brass stacks of oracles and decentralized networks think uh, their documentation is a very good uh, place to start. Yeah. Really? Thank, thank you guys. And, and I really appreciate you guys doing our, our audit, our final audit. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Yeah. yeah. yeah that audit will be available on your website. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, we shared the links. You can see it in the comments. Yeah. So you guys can head over to the Tokenomics um, Hub, tokenomicshub.xyz. And um, yeah, you can see uh, uh, a Goracle report. So yeah, make sure to check that out. Yeah, I think it's like slash Goracle dash network is the URL. All right, cool. Thanks, everyone. Have a lovely day. Bye. Bye, guys. Have a good one.